cheese, and we get really high. Hi everyone, welcome back to the Weed of Time podcast, where we eat popcorn, hunt for the horn, and find it increasingly difficult to come up with marijuana-related rhymes for these things. (laughs) (laughs) It's so true. I'm the Shame of Tarvalon, and I'm here with my co-hosts, Deng and Nospo. Hey. And we are here to talk to you about The Eye of the World and Towers of Midnight, which I think is ironic considering Matt loses his eye in Towers of Midnight. <laughs> Ignore the spoiler warnings and feel the burn, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! Excellent. <laughs> I need you to know that was actually written down. That's why when I closed my laptop, I'm like, okay, I got a funny intro. Jesus. Shame, I you just can kinda, tell I'm a teacher, right? Shame, I just kind of need you to read, um... <laughs> yeah, that's funny. Um, okay. It just mats three balls. Ah, I see. I suppose. I don't know why we didn't say that out loud. <laughs> Right, yeah. It would have been fine content for the podcast, but instead we had to be silent and look at I each don't... other's phones. I, she showed me the phone. This is not my fault. <laughs> I was being goofy. I'm just roasting dumbass shit for our listeners instead of providing silence. Valid. Okay. Dang, what did you and I smoke? Because I have no idea. Fuck the barno. Um, no, hold on. <laughs> We've been smoking a blend. Oh, great. Um... So this is Truro Wedding Mint, which is an indica dominant hybrid, uh, 28% THC. And if I've, I go back to a previous episode, I can I can copy this information for myself. And we've also been blending that about two thirds to one third with um, Pure Sun CBD, which is a hybrid. Because I had a headache. And it's about one percent THC and about fifteen CBD. It's been a nice blend. Yeah. We Mix. increase the ratio for bedtime. It's very true. No swell. The fuck you been smoking? Um, Wappa. Wappa. Redican. <laughs> Redican Wappa. With a little schmutz of Godbud that I left in the grinder last night. <laughs> I'm gonna write that down. That's divine. <laughs> schmutz. <laughs> <laughs> We've all been using our uh, peacemaker bongs, yeah? We mm-hmm. have been. Uh, but, sorry, how much? How much did we smoke? Oh, I smoked like six bowls. Jesus Christ, Dave. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the pizza took a long time to get here, okay? That's true. Um, I smoked like a bowl and a half, <laughs> to give you context there. Uh, no smoke, what you smoke? Oh, like one and a quarter <laughs> yeah you're even slower than me somehow maybe dang's just a fast smoker and we're more normal our lungs hurt that's why we're trying to get filters i will advertise them when they get here <laughs> if they get here yeah um shipping issues so Dang smoked out of his peacemaker calibong uh shame or i almost said shame and i no Nospo and I have been smoking out of our glow-in-the-dark peacemaker Cali Gobongs, our fun silicone bongs, so we just use as individual ones because there's a global pandemic happening, and all People that. People are dying out there. Yeah. And we work in the public sector. Actually, yeah. We... I work from my closet. <laughs> it's been a lot of uh, 
never thought I'd get forced School back into the closet by work. Yeah. Jesus. Um, Lots of schools have COVID here, though. Yeah. <laughs> so, impression, yeah. Impressions from the garage. Anything fun happen? We've been listening to Rig- Rodrigo y Gabriela. That's always a blast. Mm-hmm. Which, if you don't know who they are, they are a Mexican flamenco slash metal duo. They're dope. They, they blend, like, Metallica-style thrash with fucking Paco de Lucia. And it it's sounds, just, like, almost exactly like flamenco, but the music is built more like that. It, it's it, it's dope like as shit. Mm-hmm. You gotta check them out. Yeah. Um, they do a lit cover of Dave Brubeck's um, Take 5. They also cover Stairway to Heaven. They did most of the fifth or fourth parts of the Caribbean album music. Which, yeah, like, say what you are... want about that movie, the fucking soundtrack's pretty solid. No, it's very true. The cat's about to try and jump on my supplement shelf. <laughs> the brand new supplement shelf. She gave shelf. it a look. She, she gave it quite the look. <laughs> And I cannot stress enough, there is no... <laughs> She's come back to the table for the podcast. The very next day. episode. Episode fuck. Oh. I can't believe that you signaled me for this. And, and then you fucked it up. Fired. No. Shido Ashaman would never forgive us. <laughs> you would never find another Nospo. There's no one else like me. <laughs> We've convinced other people to read these books. We well, have. Fine. Did you not hear about, or when we talked in an episode about the random man that we convinced mm-hmm. to read Wheel of Time in a bookstore before COVID? Hey, there are no beginnings or endings to the weed of time. We just come back with a different nospo every turning of the wheel. <laughs> That's just how it be, fam. You bail fired out every once in a while. <laughs> <laughs> When she just flambes a bowl. Come <laughs> bail fired out. <laughs> anyway, li- listen to Rodrigo and Gabriella. We're eating pizza. Oh, Panago pizza. Yep, and we had to go through the journey to get mine. Because they sent a non-vegan one when I ordered a vegan one. The cat came to comfort me. For- <laughs> she she said- came for your pizza. <laughs> she did. <laughs> She's like, hey, I heard you fucked up my song. <laughs> You're fired. Give me pizza. This pizza's mine now. Oh, right. no. <laughs> so, as we heard in the intro, we are also talking about the eye of the world. because e- Even though this is episode two of Towers of Midnight. Because Deng is rereading the books, and he has some thoughts that he would like to share, which is totally fine. And, like, you come to listen to us, this is what's going on with us for the week of time. I told you she just wanted your pizza. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. She's hunting your pizza. This cat's a menace. (laughs) No, she's just letting it happen. (laughs) Not to victim blame, but, like, you deserve to get your pizza taken now. I'm just waiting until she tries to bite it off the plate and run with it, you know? <laughs> anyway. Um, She's hungry. <laughs> Eye of the World. I've been reading. And I'm about 400 pages in now, as of today. How many pages is it? Like 600. 800, 800 oh. or so. Okay, so you're like halfway. I, I, I'm about halfway. Just creeping up around the halfway mark. Um... She wanted to stay. <laughs> she fought me. Things that have recently happened, just to just to jump right into the spoilers. <laughs> um, this is the eye of the world. No, I know, I know, I know. Fuck it. That's the joke. 
Um, Could you imagine someone being like, I've never read Eye of the World. I read, I started with the Great Hunt. Yo, my fucking grandpa went to a used bookstore and bought Winter's Heart and only Winter's Heart and read it and was like, good story. Kind of incomplete though, eh? (laughs) That sounds exactly like your grandpa. Like, it's bullshit. He just reads anything he can get his hands on and he kind of doesn't care. Just any single book. It's bullshit. He's an animal. But also is the best. Oh, yeah. Anyways, things that have recently happened. uh, Rand and Matt and Tom are making their way to Whitebridge. Nynaeve has recently begrudgingly accepted that she might be an Aes Sedai someday. Mm-hmm. But she's massively in denial. She didn't really accept it. And Perrin and Egwene. Which is funny because for me and my read through, she just passed her Aes Sedai test. <laughs> nice. That's and was true. pissed off that she had to do it. <laughs> That's yeah. very true. And was right because she almost killed people. Um. <laughs> <laughs> but um, she pa- did. Perrin and Egwene are going to clap for the Wolfman. And. Um, mm-hmm. Elias saving their lives. Yeah, and taking them to the Tinkers, and Aram's a little bitch. Um, I wonder well, if that will prelude to his behavior later. It's actually really fitting that Perrin murders the fuck out of him later, <laughs> considering what a prick he is to Perrin and how pissed Perrin is about it the first time they meet. Perrin made. doesn't even kill him. He's going to kill Perrin, and then a Shido shoots Aram in the fucking back. Oh, that's what it is. Mm-hmm. That's right. Fucker. Yeah, no, literally, Aram starts as a little bitch and ends as a he little bitch. He dies a little bitch. <laughs> There's virtually no character growth. And in the middle, you're like, I wonder what's going to happen to you. Mm-hmm. You're like, wow, I really hope you live to the end of the last battle. You know that nah. meme of Jason Bateman where he looks in the paper bag labeled something and that's what's yeah. inside it? And he's like, I don't know what I expected. <laughs> <laughs> Me reading Aram's plotline. <laughs> um, but anyway, some general impressions of the first half of Eye of the World. Because I've got some kind of hot takes. This is Dang's first reread. Yeah, I have not read this since 2015 when I read it for the first time over the course of three days. Um, I do. This is my hot take thesis here. If I started reading The Wheel of Time for the first time right now, I probably would give up on it. Mm. I don't think I would finish Eye of the World. Or if I did, I wouldn't read the second book. Yeah. Just based on the impression it makes. Mm-hmm. Like... First and foremost, it just doesn't feel like a lot of the characters from The Wheel of Time yet. Mm-hmm. Robert Jordan did not know how to write a lot of people, namely fucking women. Which, and like, I've read one other book by Robert Jordan that's not related to The Wheel of Time, and it was uh, Warriors of the Altai, and there was no women in that book. And it was better that way, honestly, because, like, Eye of the World, it's painful. Like Nynaeve's contrary just to be contrary. She is. The first time we see Nynaeve, she just walks up to three adult men just talking about the events that have been happening around the town. And she's like, hey, don't you all know you should shut the fuck up and not talk about things that don't concern you? Fuck off. And they're all like, that's Nynaeve. Mm-hmm. This is not a character we're supposed to like. Yeah. At all. Right? No. And then fucking Egwene is just doing that. Mm-hmm. That's who Egwene is while they're in Emmons Field. And then on the night that they have to leave, Egwene shows up like, 
I'll tell everyone if you don't let me come with you because I want adventure. As the boys are fleeing for their lives so that they don't die. Getting forcibly ripped from their town after winter night. After Rand just had to drag his dad's almost Almost corpse. And they're miserable that they have to go and they're scared. And she's like, let me come with you. And then when the boys are complaining and not having a good time running for their lives through the mist from drag car... After we have to specify their homes, I think, were almost all burnt down. Yeah, Mm -hmm. all three of their houses got destroyed, specifically Mm -hmm. targeted. And and the Lewin's Forge. Yeah. Um, But, like, she's complaining. Why aren't you boys enjoying this adventure? And it's like, shut the fuck up. Consent (laughs) is important, (laughs) Egwene. You're the only one who wants to be doing this. Mm -hmm. Even Tom Marilyn's just like... This is such a train wreck, I can't look away. (laughs) (laughs) Tom Marilyn is doing his best to protect those boys from Aes Sedai, and little does he know that he and Moraine are going to become sexy friends. It's true. Which really does make me question how often they chatted Mm. after the boys and Egwene were asleep, lands on patrol, (laughs) Mm -hmm. getting cozy by the campfire... But here's another issue that's not just Robert Jordan can't write women. Yeah. Robert Jordan can't write romances. No. <laughs> the only person Moraine has chemistry with is Lan. Yep. 400 pages in. Yep. Unless and he's like, ima- no, for you to Nynaeve. <laughs> Unless you're just thinking about, you know, her hate-fucking Nynaeve with a strap-on, like, that's the only other person you could consider chemistry with. It's not even... Not like, a strap-on. A terangrial sex toy. Yes! <laughs> or a dildo made out of air. That's true. And a little bit of fire. No! Just a little bit. Just to make it tingle. No. <laughs> Give a little bit. <laughs> Wait, if you weaved water and air, would that just be like a really intense douching process? Presumably. I am innovating. Pull for when this episode's released. Don't douche your vagina. Sorry. <laughs> that should be the poll when this episode releases. Do you if... think water and air could be woven to, to make a douching thing? If that's the case, then all I should I should be... I should I... <laughs> I said I should be able to just make a bidet. Yeah. <laughs> Like, not gonna lie, I feel like I would. That's why they don't have the dirty taint. The men do. Because <laughs> they're not strong in water. They're strong in fire and earth. When everyone, all the Forsaken are like, the Aes Sedai are so sad, they're not good at anything. It's because they're just like, the fucking plumbing is so bad. <laughs> and I can't just make myself this and leave it. Someone would notice. <laughs> I swear to God, like within the last few days on Twitter, I've seen people talking about whether I said I just piss on the floor and then disapparate it, you know? Like, okay, we are not bringing back the Shupis Mapupis scores. <laughs> yeah. Like, I won't fucking have it. No, that's really legit. But just this conversation brought me back to reading that tweet, and they were both traumatic. Yeah. Okay, anyways, so Robert Jordan can't write women. <laughs> like, Moraine? 
does not come across well. No. She comes across as like manipulative and shady and untrustworthy. Mm-hmm. Egwene comes across as like a spoiled brat. Mm-hmm. Especially because like her family She's didn't the mayor's get fucking, daughter. And her family didn't get slaughtered on winter night, you know? Mm-hmm. Their house didn't even get touched. Mm-hmm. So she's like, yeah, I'm going to go along on this trip, right? And then when Rand has the very great point of... Especially, because, like, let's think about it. Moraine was going to get to the White Tower, and she was going to go, by the way, there's some really strong channelers in the two rivers. We should send some people. And Egwene would have gone to the White Tower anyways. They were going to get her. Uh-huh. But, like, Egwene... Like, Rand brings up the very good point that, hey, why are you unbraiding your hair? I thought you've waited forever to braid your hair. You were really excited. And you know, she, having a conversation with a person like one does. <laughs> especially your betrothed. Mm-hmm. Your unofficial betrothed. And... She's like, well, I said I don't braid their hairs unless they want to's. And he's like... But don't you want to? He's like, first of all, don't you want to? Secondly, are You're you not sure about Sedai? being an Aes Sedai too, though? Like, all we've ever heard about them is that they're terrifying, horrible, scary people. Like, are you sure that's what you want for yourself? But only to men, because we're setting up the gender divide real early. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so then immediately she snaps on him like... The fuck do you know about it? I'm going to be an Aes Sedai. You're just a stupid fucking shepherd. And then just doesn't talk to him ever again. Until he shows up in Tarvalon and she's the Omerlund. Seriously, (laughs) until they break up. Like, I swear to God, because like... No, that's like the only conversations they ever have. You're right. They dance together in Bearlon and she just glares at him the whole time. Mm -hmm. And it's like, stop. He raised a good point and you've been a dick this whole time anyway. Especially... Well, they talk a little bit after they find out that Rand can channel, and she's uh, a little bit nicer to him after mm-hmm. that. Fair enough. But it's just frustrating. Why is Egwene such a prick? Why is Moraine so shady? Especially because this whole time, up until, like, her and Rand break up, because, and up until Rand finds out he can channel, she's like, you're gonna be my warder. Yeah. And and it's like, not if you keep treating him like this. Jesus. And also, you remember Nynaeve, the yeah. girl who just showed up to berate three grown men for doing something completely <laughs> normal, a.k.a. talking? Yeah. Right? Okay? <laughs> and the only other time we've seen her is when she says, I'm sorry, Rand, your dad's just gonna have to fucking die. Deal There's with it. There's nothing I can do. She shows up in Bearlon and she's like, these are my adults that I'm taking home. Not your adults that you're taking home. Let me take them home. And Moraine's like, no. <laughs> Why would I do that? And Nynaeve's like, fine, I will follow you in protest and make you tea. <laughs> and Moraine's like, okay. And after Land, the- you don't have to make the tea anymore. And then after the party splits in Shadar Logoth, Nynaeve runs into a bunch of Trollocs, and they look at her and go, oh, you're not the one we want, and leave. Right? She gets together with Lan and Moraine, right? This is as much as we've seen of her character. I'm not even, like, joking here. (laughs) She shows up, and she's like, I'm going to spy on them. And Moraine spies her, and she's pissed off about it. And then Moraine says, by the way, you can channel. And she's like, that's bullshit! Let's go save Egwene. And Moraine's like, okay, of all the people that we split up with, Moraine, or Egwene is the second least likely one I would go after. Mm Mm-hmm. The Gleeman can fuck off, you know, like, <laughs> I'm going after the boys or nobody. And she's like, Bonnie Queen! And Moraine very calmly lays out, Moraine's not, er, 
Egwene. Oh my god. Mm -hmm. Their names all rhyme. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Egwene's not in any danger. We shouldn't go after her. You know she's not in any danger. And here, I swear to God... Besides, I don't have the ability to track her, whereas I do have the ability to track two of them. And the Trollocs don't want Egwene. I swear to God, I'm directly quoting from page 325 of Eye of the World. (laughs) (laughs) I could look for her and allow the Myrdral more time before I arrive to help the two young men who went south. It is them the Dark One wants, not her. They would not bother with Egwene so long as their true quarry remains uncaught. Listen to this. Nynaeve remembered her own encounter, but she refused to admit the sense of what Moraine said. (laughs) We are supposed to hate every woman in this series based on book one. Mm -hmm. And... Except Elaine, because she's a sex object. That's very true. That's a good point. But I hate her the most. (laughs) (laughs) Later on. (laughs) (laughs) But anyway, I just... I do not think... Oh, yeah, yeah. You have some hot takes about Min, too. Okay, why is Min such a prick? (laughs) No, seriously, okay. Rand wakes up. He's like, fuck, that's a night of bad dreams. I've got a headache. I'm going to sit outside and get some fresh air. He's sitting on a hay bale getting scowled at by the fucking barn sweep. And Min walks out in her fucking pantaloons and she's like... (laughs) He did a sassy little hip swipe. I need you all to know that. She walks right up to this poor guy trying to nurse a milk hangover. And she's like... A dark one hangover. Nurse the taint. You're a loser, country boy, ain't you? And he's like, what's it to you, ho? And she's like... He's like, hello to you too, I suppose. And she's like, do you want to know what I see in my visions when I look at you? And he says, hold up, visions? Second of all, what's your name? And she's like, I'm Min, and someday three women are going to stand at your funeral pyre after you've bled all over black rocks wearing a crown of swords. And Egwene's not one of them. I am, but I'm not going to tell you that yet. Right? Manipulative, shady fucking asshole who's just bothering a poor boy for no fucking reason. She's never spoken to him in her fucking life. Why is she such a prick? Because she saw that, that she was going to be one of the women. She's like, you're not even my type. Might as well manipulate this poor boy since I have information he doesn't. Yeah. I'm going to get my jollies off fucking with this poor guy I know is going to die. Like, why are all the women such pricks? Because Robert Jordan can't rate women. No, he can't. If we think about Warrior of the Altai, like, all the evil characters are women almost. Oh, yeah. And women do not get treated well either. No, they do not. Oh, that's good. Anyway, this is my thesis. Mm. If modern me was reading this for the first time, I would give up. That's legit. Because, like, it is not a book that makes a good first impression. No. Every time I get somebody to read The Eye of the World, I make them a cheat sheet for the first hundred pages because nothing gets explained ever. Makes no sense ever. (laughs) (laughs) Like, it's not a good first fantasy book. And to be fair, most fantasy series suffer from this problem. The first one being significantly weaker than the rest as a result of the author gaining experience. This is a normal thing, but we're going to talk about it because we're a Wheel of Time podcast. Exceptional exception. (laughs) Um, the sword itself, or the blade itself, by Joe Abercrombie, mm-hmm. and the Dragonbone Chair by Tad Williams. Mm. Baller first books. Valid. Shout out. <laughs> Gardens of the Moon, Malazan, shit tier. <laughs> yeah, read any book except book one of Malazan. <laughs> yeah. 
Anyway. Lion, the Witch, in the Wardrobe. Because that's technically oh. the first release book. Horrible book. Bullshit book. <laughs> Magician's <laughs> nephew lit as fuck. That's why I had to redo. Like, legit, dang, Mr. Buzzkill and I had a conversation like two days ago before dang left for work about how bad the Lion, the Witch, in the Wardrobe was. <laughs> okay. The Magician's Nephew, I would read that pedophilic book a million times before reading The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe again, straight up. Like, yeah. Ugh. Anyway, that's my bit on Eye of the World, the first half. I'm going to go get more iced tea while the ladies take it away with Towers, towers of Midnight. Midnight. I almost said two towers. <laughs> <laughs> Later. I'm going to take this opportunity to move my plate out of the way. Valid. Because I'm just going to play with it, and it's just not going to be good. It's going to be loud. <coughs> I also took that opportunity to cough. Mm-hmm. It was smart, indeed. Okay, so Towers of Midnight. Okay, uh, we're talking about Egwene and Gowan. Right we now. are indeed. I. Okay, so I don't really have a lot of notes on this. Not going to lie, because I'm gonna break this down pretty quickly. I mm-hmm. think we're gonna obviously go into more detail. Mm-hmm. But I think everything we talk about falls within these four general categories. Subcategories. <laughs> Blood knives. True. General douchiness. <laughs> you mean the entire Gowan portion? Yes. <laughs> yes. Every minute of it. Um, The fight in the dream world. Because Actually, the- not every minute of it. There's like one good minute. <laughs> the fight in the dream world. Yeah. And then, and then they get married. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> Silvana reportedly marries them. Mm-hmm. Or Silviana. Silviana, yes. Silvana's the Shido lady. Never trust a red. Did, what happened to her? I know something happened to her, but I don't She remember. was taken by the Shanchan. She got made Damane. She was naked and was thrown over their shoulder. They were spanking her to shut her up as they said goodbye to Perrin, I think. Actually, might not have been naked, but she was... Getting spanked. She was, yeah, and she can't even channel, so she's just going to be made a slave. Fun. I think. Or no, they got her because of she had been raiding Sean Sean camps and stuff. Mm. So they're just going to prosecute her. So she was presumably executed. Probably or they tried the to. They might have tried to. No, they probably just executed her. It's the Sean Sean. What am I thinking? <laughs> <laughs> Shows up as a dreadlord in the last battle somehow. Couldn't channel before. They took her body and they put a new Forsaken in it. (laughs) (laughs) Robert Jordan's like, you'll never guess who Tame is. (laughs) Fuck you, Grendel. Lose your body. Everybody. Yeah, yeah. Lose your body. (laughs) To the dark one. Anyways. (laughs) Lit. Green and Gowan. So it kind of just picks up where it's been for the last, like, book. Egwene is Omerlin. She's being the being the Omerlin. Yeah. The Shanchan attacks. It was bad. <laughs> We're recovering. But yeah. I suppose the first thing to talk about with Egwene in this book is when Rand fucking walks in. <laughs> and he's like, hi, Egwene. And she's like, you're, what? Who? <laughs> <laughs> No, but I really love when Rand just... The warders are walking him. And Rand's just like, I'll be right back. And there's like 26 women shielding him in two circles of 13. And he's like, I want to talk to Swan. And 
legitimate <laughs> question I have about this. Legitimate question is when he last saw Swan, it was before she was stilled. Mm-hmm. How the fuck did he recognize her? I know it's because he's the dragon reborn. But like, <laughs> to he's view. God now, don't you know? He's yeah, it's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, that didn't get explained, did it? No. And I think this is the first time Gareth Bryan's seen Rand since Eye of the World. Yeah. <laughs> like, <you> actually. Like? <laughs> oh my god, I love you so much. So, I got a Halloween box of Maynard's candy. And I'm opening it up, because I want to bless this episode with some Swedish fish. Can I have fuzzy oh, peaches? Fish? Was that you? I said, can I have fuzzy peaches? Fuzzy peaches for shame. Nice. Okay, it's kind of bullshit that they don't put cherry blasters. It is Fair. bullshit. I agree. No, most did you want? They used to. Fuzzy peaches, please. Merci beaucoup. No problem. Dope so, shit. So Egwene. Egwene. Rand shows up and he's like, hey, how you doing? I see you're the Armourlin seat now. Isn't that nice? And she's like, yeah, I guess it's nice. You're the dragon reborn. Aren't you insane? And he's, he's like, no. Quite, quite. <laughs> he's like, I was, but not anymore. Yeah, he literally just openly admits, he's like, it was pretty bad. I almost destroyed the world. And, and she's like, like, fuck, okay. <laughs> Everyone's there like, cool, cool, cool. Can we uh, get that shit? <laughs> move yeah. shields, move More the shields. shields, please. <laughs> yeah. But like, nobody except Egwene and Rand can talk because he's a Taviran. Hmm. And that's a thing. And that just means it's convenient for the scene. Yeah. But afterwards, they're like, how could you be so calm during that? She's like, calm during what? That's, I almost married that boy. I've yelled at him so many times, he doesn't scare me. It would have been better for the plot overall if I did marry that boy. <laughs> it would have ruled the world. If they'd kissed and made up in tear like Jesus There would have been a lot less uncomfortable shit, I'm just saying. Just valid. Just valid. Yeah, true. <laughs> you know what? It would be better just because Egwene wouldn't be with Yawen. Yeah. In this essay, I will. <laughs> right there. Yeah. And speaking of Yawen. Oh, wait, yeah. hold on. And then Avienda and Elaine could have been gay together. Yes. yes. And Min could have been a happy, strong woman seeing things. Mm. Yep. She could have just been wanted for her ability. Yeah. Egwene, Avienda, Min. Polyamorous three-way lesbian relationship. Jesus. <laughs> Rand single goes back to the farm. <laughs> oh, with Tam, they would love that. It would be so nice. That would be rather pure. A little bit blessed. Sorry, I keep sidetracking things. That's okay, we did it to you. We're the weed podcast. It's part of the job, you know. We do. It's what gives us the funniest. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, just mm. speaking of Gowan, anyway, anyway. I like to come to what is the general juiciness portion of our conversation because, oh my fucking god. No, listen. He oh. sulks in Camelin for so long. Elaine literally has to take him out on a boat <laughs> and to be like, look. Sack up, dude. <laughs> I'm the middle child. Mm-hmm. And the only girl, and somehow you. She's not the middle child. She's not, but she's like, the youngest. Oh, she's the youngest. Gowan's yeah. the middle child, yeah. which explains everything about him. Oh, okay, good. <laughs> like she's like, get fucking over yourself. You can either a stay here and be the first prince of the sword and be the hero that you always wanted to be, or b 
You could have true love, Gowan. What what option are you gonna pick? True love, or as the, close as Robert Jordan lets us get to it. Yeah. And then she's like, "Oh, this is something that I was thinking about today." Hmm. I from Gow, or she's like, "You need to like love her and do what she needs to do. She needs. She can get all the other shit." That you would give her from other people. She needs somebody that she can trust and would act in her best interest. And like, Gowan is not that. He listened to that and he was like, yes, she's right. I'm going to make a change. And then he goes and <laughs> saves her from blood knives. And then he forgets everything that just happened and is a douche for the entirety of a memory of life. Yes. No, but seriously. And this advice comes from Elaine Trocan, the most unrational human being in the entire Wheel of Time universe. Mm-hmm. Yep. How she's th- right, though. She's 100% right. She literally says, no, this is absolutely ridiculous. Why are we on this boat as we were as children? Mm-hmm. Fucking sack up and go back. It's the last fucking battle, man. Like, Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, has this big dramatic moment where he's like, I care not for you, Randall Thor. And I'm like, that's bullshit. That is bullshit, bullshit, bullshit. You don't give a fuck. You still hate him. I know you do. I know you think about it in a memory of light. It just comes across as disingenuous. and It like, does. He's so fake in everything he does. And like when the thing... <sighs> His name would be Chad. <laughs> Chad <Kevin>. Tracand. <laughs> Actually, shout out to someone who was talking about this shit on Twitter today. I'm going to try and find you. Um, but so someone out there in Twitter of Time said today... Oh, here it is. Twitter open to it. Oh, last. Let me see who they are. Water and Shade, a Wheel of Time talk show with Wise One hosts Zoe and Sam, tweeted, petition to change Gowan's name to Kevin. He just seems like a Kevin. And you know, she, they're, they're fucking right. Yeah. Excellent take. <laughs> well done. I think a Kevin might be a little bit more bumbling. I associate Kevin more with Kevin from The Office. Oh, I associate Kevin more with people who do worse drugs than us. You know? Fair enough. Special K. Yeah. K stands for Kevin. (laughs) (laughs) Not ketamine? Obviously it stands for ketamine. (laughs) Ketamine Kevin. But for the purpose of the joke. Fucker. That's why I chose the drug Special K. God damn it. They call him SKK. (laughs) (laughs) But in any case, Kevin's big scene where he's like, I care not, would have been a lot more convincing if the thing he'd been hung up on for the entire series wasn't dumb as shit. Yeah. You're just like, oh, you finally caught up. It doesn't feel emotionally fulfilling. Because he admits that he's like, you know what? I am wrong. I've just been jealous this whole time. Can I have Swedish berries? If possible, yep. thank you. No spoke. Uh, I was gonna have the Sour Patch Kids. Bliss. She's grateful. She'll take what she gets. Mm-hmm. I'm choosy. Thanks. No I just want something I can dump on the table and isn't gonna have sugar on but, it. Yeah, but you're saying. Um. Yeah, because he just like admits that he's just a jealous bitch and he wishes that he was Rand and he wishes he was important and he's not. I'm like, you could be if you were doing your duty as the first prince of the sword. Also, we could have told you that in fucking Lord of Chaos. Yep, he's just a fucking angsty bitch. Like, that's literally all there is. And it just doesn't get better. Mm -mm. No, like he... 
At one point, Egwene sets up the first trap for the blood knives where she would have caught him and things would have been so much fucking better. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then he just charges in against her express orders. It destroys the plan and gets caught in it instead. And then he's a bitch when Egwene's like, you need to come back to Tarvalon. And he's like, I won't. But then he figures out what the blood knives are and they're like, oh, she's... Or he goes to Elaine because he's like, okay, I'm going to go back now. Now that I'm done being fucking angsty. Allegedly. Uh, yeah. After he already knew about the blood knives in the tower. Because he's like, I don't give a fuck about it, Glane. Meh, meh, meh. And then he's like, she's asleep? They're going to get her. It's like she was going to be asleep at some point, Gowan. Like, (laughs) really? Did did this just occur to you? (laughs) What? No, no, listen. I'm going to give him this one. Because Elida convinced him that Aes Sedai don't need sleep when they were kids. I believe that fully. Mm-hmm. It's just the first time she slept in months. <laughs> He's like, oh no, this is only happening once a year. The one night she'll be asleep. I must protect her. <laughs> okay, but no, listen. The scene leading up to him getting caught in the trap is so fucking dumb to read. He kept finding himself closer to your rooms. It's like, bitch, you are making those decisions. Really? Like, and he's just like, no, I won't do it. She said, she told me not to do, fuck her. I'm not going to do it. Prove her wrong. She'll get herself hurt. You know? Just being angsty. That's Mm -hmm. some Brandon Sanderson bullshit. I'm almost positive. It's horrendous. Gowan wasn't really that much of a point of view character, and he wasn't as much of a bitch until Brandon Sanderson came in. Yeah. And I think it's because Brandon Sanderson knew how to write him more. <laughs> Quite honestly. <laughs> that's the tea, that's the shade, that's the pink lemon aid. Mm-hmm. Like he just understood Gowan's character more. <laughs> he did. <laughs> or maybe Gowan just wasn't going to be an angsty bitch. God. Wouldn't that have been nice? Was, yeah. Um... Yeah, that would be really nice if Gowan was not an angsty bitch. No suppose over there fucking mucking Sour Patch Kids like she's Smeagol sucking While making worm, like. direct eye contact with me. No, the issue is I was trying to determine where the red one was, because I want to eat the red one last. They're okay. not Smarties, girl! They taste different, and I like the red ones the best. Oh. No, the only way to eat Smarties is in the Order of the Rainbow with brown last. Or brown first. You can make that choice for yourself. <laughs> That's how I also ate Skittles. And this is why I think that I might have some things with there's, compulsions. There's brown Smarties? Mm-hmm. Yeah. What? Yeah. I gotta Google Smarties. <laughs> I did not think that was a color of Smarty. Yeah. Um, but anyways, after Gowan's like, I need to go save a Gawain because she's asleep. We you know, the thing she does every night as a dreamer. Yeah, we finally actually get to the good fucking part of yeah, the story. Gowan <laughs> has like one minute because a Gawain is in her dreams fighting Masada because she's been trying to bait Masada into attacking her. But Gowan ruined her last plan. So like she's trying, she's getting more desperate now. Oh, and she also like makes the deal with the Windfinders and Aiel. Shit, yeah, presumably. Mm-hmm. But they're hunting the Black Aja in her dream, so she's not going to wake up. And Gowan gets in there, and there's some of his buddies come with him because, of course, they do. <laughs> the the younglings. ex younglings, the ex younglings. <laughs> I can't help but not think of 
um, Obi-Wan. The younglings. <laughs> I know. It's a horrible name. Every horrible time. name. <laughs> for young adult men training to be warders. Um, but they follow him and they get into Egwene's bedchamber, which first there was a trap outside that a maid was trapped in. Because apparently Egwene had no backup booby traps tonight. And didn't tell the maid to stay Conveniently. Like, yeah. Just fucking conveniently. Really fucking poorly written Brandon's Anderson. Yeah. I saw it right fucking through as it. fuck. Yeah. Um, it was also, I thought, kind of bullshit that O'Gowan stopped Masana's trap, though. So, like, yeah. you gotta feel a little bit fine with him actually doing it. Like, no. And mm-hmm. he didn't stop Masana's trap. It's bullshit that he gets validated in any way. Mm-hmm. Yep. But he gets in there with his two buddies, and there's two blood knives in there, and the two blood knives immediately kill both of his buddies. <laughs> and then the third blood knife comes in and closes the door, Her- and Gowan's <laughs> like, fuck! It, it is very horrendously paced, though. Mm-hmm. Like. So he kills, like, one of them, and there's two left, and he's like, oh, without light, there can only, or there is no shadow. So he turns out all the lights, somehow, without dying. And then it's just dark. Fights by instinct. Mm-hmm. He listens for them, and he kills one. And then he baits the other one to attacking him. He, he uh, what's it called? He sheaths the sword. Yeah. In order to kill it. And then he's just bleeding out while Egwene's asleep, fighting Masana. Yeah. Yeah. But, tragically, he doesn't die. <laughs> yeah, I think it's very telling that both Brigida and Silvana... Do not Sylviana. like him. Sylviana, sorry. Brigida's just j- are mad because he's she didn't want to do the job that she's currently doing. She's like, Gowan will come and I won't have to do this anymore. He's like, I don't want to do it either. She's like, fuck, that means I have to do it forever. <laughs> um, also, it's time to fight. Mm. There has been claim that the best way to eat Smarties is in the colors <clears throat> of the rainbow with brown either first or last, depending on how you like it. Mm-hmm. Where the fuck do you eat the pink one in that order? Near red. I always ate the pink or the yellow ones last. (laughs) It's just watered down red. I think I would do pink, red, orange. Am I the only motherfucker in this house that watched early 2000s commercials? You always eat the red ones last. That's the rule. You have. Oh, I forgot about that. I would eat them in reverse rainbow order. Actually, that's. Better. The yellow ones tasted the best. (laughs) (laughs) I think that's just... No, because of the commercials, I ate them in reverse rainbow order. I remember that now. I'm sorry, but, like, do they actually have different flavors in the color? Like... No. They taste the exact same, but I think there might be different scents on them. No. Smarties taste the exact same. Mm -hmm. Skittles also taste the exact same, but they have different sense on it that makes you think that it's a different flavor mm-hmm. seriously yeah okay but starburst hasn't played me right like starburst is I actually know. flavored i would okay. assume so yeah it's it's a type of taffy i believe okay mm-hmm. but hey you want to hear some shit sure in 2006 it was announced that nestle was removing all artificial colorings from smarties in the uk nestle re- decided to replace all synthetic dyes with natural ones but they were unable to source a natural blue dye and instead yeah, took, of course the, not. <laughs> took the blue Smarties from circulation, which led to the common misunderstanding that the blue Smartie triggered hyperactivity in some children. 
and instead they replaced them with white ones. Horrible. Did you ever know that? That used to be a huge joke. No! Mm. There was always the joke about eating your blue Smarties. Anyway, the blue Aja got pulled. Sorry, fam. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) They pulled an Elida. It was too expensive to make their dresses. (laughs) (laughs) Elida is Nestle. Yeah. That's Which, a hot like, take. cursed. If you buy from them, we don't like you that much. <laughs> yeah. It's hard see. not to, but, like, they steal water from the community that Nosebo mm-hmm. and I grew up in. So yeah. we hate them as extra hard in this house. And they're also just, they were responsible for the Waterton shit, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Or Walkerton? Mm-hmm. I don't think that was Nestle. I think that was a public organization. Because mm-hmm. it changed public laws. I've taught about it in foods class. Okay. I just want to, like, look it up now. I do yeah. know there's something shitty about Nestle in, like, African countries, I believe. Mm-hmm. I believe that. Um, probably stealing from their well water, too. Yeah, probably. Never like Nestle. Yeah, it just got contaminated with E. coli. Yeah, and That's what it was. they tested it and they didn't report it right away. Ah. Uh, and then a bunch of people got sick and they retested it. It was like crazy high. Well, that's just not got and anything to do with died. Smarties at all. No. <laughs> Tangents. Weed. But guess what? Gowan's a bitch. Yes. Gowan is a bitch. But we don't have to talk about that anymore because all we Who's have it? left is just a Gwen defeating a boss the ass bitch. Oh, yes. Oh, Perrin briefly, sh- yeah. Yeah, briefly shows up and Egwene's like, what the fuck? You shouldn't be here. And he's like, no, you shouldn't be there, here. And he's right. Yeah, he no, is seriously. correct. Perrin is better at Teleranriad than Egwene. He's so fucking good. The plot yeah. twist of a lifetime when Perrin turns out to be the best <laughs> dreamwalker in the series. Yeah. Like, no, it's actually wonderful reading what him and Gaul are doing in the dream right now. Oh, yeah, and Gaul's yeah. just like... In a memory of light. You have yeah. a lot of G... G? G. G in yeah. here? It's quite impressive. I'm like, yes, he does. <laughs> I'm so glad that somebody gets to see how cool Perrin is here. Gall heard tell of Perrin's girth. <laughs> <laughs> if you believe it. Also, Perrin doing convenient things plot-wise in the dream world. Yeah. I wonder if that's a theme. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> you'll get that later. Soon. Um, quite soon, in fact. Yep. But no, Egwene is just fighting the most lit battle because I love that's when the discussion mm-hmm. with the Windfinders and the yeah um, Aiel happened. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, it happened, and then Swan shows up and we're like, she's like, "We need you." Yeah, because the Windfinders leave in the and Amos Bear and Melanie are like, "Yeah, Malane. okay, Melane." <laughs> but they're like, "Yeah, we're Dreamwalkers. We'll fight with you." And I'm like, "Melane, you're pregnant with twins. You should not." <laughs> <laughs> but Malane does anyway. Things that Malane and Egwene have in common, besides the names rhyming. Yeah, but that's a very, very that Venn diagram of women with rhyming names in the Wheel of Time is very nearly a circle. I just meant being pregnant with twins. Oh shit! Yeah, <laughs> is Egwene pregnant with twins? No, I said Elaine. Oh, and Malane. I think you said Egwene and Malane. I'm not I was lie. like, My what bad. the fuck? My bad. Listeners, poll. Did she say Egwene when I think she did? Yeah. I was like, no, that's a major spoiler. I think she's gonna die. Why is she gonna die? Because she's almost died and now I'm scared. 
But listen, what if she's bearing Rand's it twins? Wouldn't it be so obvious for her to be the one that dies, though, when she already almost died? No, but Gowan's definitely gonna die. And I'm really worried that Gowan's gonna die while protecting her. And it's just like... <laughs> You think Gowan would ever do a job that was assigned to him? <laughs> no. Really, though. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> you can always hold out hope for our girl Egwene letting go of the bond. Like, yeah, that's true. But she got shielded, and I was so fucking scared. So was she. I yeah. know. It, <laughs> it all worked out, though. It all worked out, though. Lewin was a real G in that moment. <laughs> yeah. Got some real G in that moment. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Nosebone knows that there is a death in this, or in a memory of light that made me cry for three hours. Uh, so, so Land's she's very death. nervous. You bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Loyal's death. No, that's like loyal is at like every other character is kind of on limits because it's only fair. Loyal is not allowed to die. If loyal died, I would never forgive Robert Jordan Oliver's or Brandon death. Sanderson. Yeah. Mandarb's death. <laughs> Fael's death. Bella's yeah, because that's now a thing that Grandal's after. <laughs> Your parent <laughs> went up to the place with the lights and it was lit. I'd love to go up to the place with the lights. <laughs> I don't think you do. With some conversations I know you've had. <laughs> I just mean it sounds pretty. Yes, it is. That's fair. But anyway, we're not yeah. talking about a memory light. We're talking about yeah. <laughs> the Towers of Midnight. This is what I said, a memory of light in the, in the spoiler warning. It, it's very telling that the best part of Towers of Midnight is a memory of light. <laughs> <laughs> like. Yes. But yeah, Egwene, uh, Masana, that's what we were talking about. It's epic. It's, it's a, epic. It's a pretty wonderful fight, and it's really nicely juxtaposed with Perrin fighting mm-hmm. Slayer. Yeah. I really like it. Uh, Egwene's a boss ass bitch in it like yeah. always she's doing really cool shit that we've now seen Perrin do mm-hmm. a little bit of so you're like she's yeah. learning she's yes. learning from him yeah and then you learn soon later that oh, he can just fly now it's fine yeah. <laughs> it's like when Neo figures out he's the one in the matrix yes <laughs> excellent although I guess Egwene did fly in her first time yeah. in the dream Yes. She just decided I can fly and she did. You yep. can fly, you can fly, you can fly. Bad movie. <laughs> True. <laughs> yeah. Trash movie. Um, oh, but mm, one thing that I really wish but understand why it had to come back, I really hate Egwene constantly having to be traumatized by the collar. Yeah. And her getting the collar put on in the dream, I was shitting myself. Yeah. I was like, no. This is not because you're like this is exactly how they got Mogedian. This is not how it's allowed to end for this. I refuse. <laughs> yeah. I will never read another book if <laughs> this is how this book ends. I swear <laughs> to fucking god. Egwene yeah. dies in Towers of Midnight. <laughs> Could you imagine? Oh my Jesus! No, I was prepared to be so mad, and then she just fucking breaks it. Because she's like, this isn't fucking real. <laughs> she's like, and he's like, you're right, bitch. it's not. She literally looks at Masana like, this dumbass bitch thinks she can win. Listen, though, shame. Yeah. We've talked some shit about Terry Goodkind plagiarizing Robert Jordan, yes? Yeah. But that scene is very much Zed at the end of Stone of Tears when he sits down in the pub and the guy's like, wow. 
that's an interesting collar you got on. And he's like, oh, yeah, this old thing, and just takes it off. The thing that's supposed to stop him. Yeah. 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 He takes the magic-inhibiting collar off. He just takes it off. Yeah, it's just a choker I like to wear. I got it at Hot Topic. Puts it back on. <laughs> he's the first wizard. <laughs> Same energy, though. And that came yeah. out in, like, 92. Yeah. <laughs> Brandon Sanderson, you're a bad boy. <laughs> <laughs> episode title <laughs> yes and then in the best thing ever Masana and Egwene literally just kind of have like a really difficult staring contest slash Harry and Voldemort wand quivering moment yeah. and Masana just goes brain dead oh yeah, yeah. and I'm yeah. like no Egwene Elvira just did that did and she's like, yeah, she's brain dead now. We just have to go find. Let's go see which I said I was brain dead and we'll know which one Masana was. <laughs> and then they do. There's like six of them. They're like, oh, shit. Oh, no. <laughs> oh God. And so many of the black sisters die in that fight. Mm. A whole fucking bunch that you get. Uh, that I'm so glad we yeah. were like, yes, I'm glad you fucking died. Don't let the pattern hit you on the way out. Kathleen, <laughs> I think. Yep. Like, die, bitch. Yep. It's valid. It's legit. The it's sacrifices solid. of Sister Varen were worth it. It yes! was! Sister Varen forever and always. Indeed. And then we get to the sad part of Egwene's plotline because she wakes up and Gowan's dying and they're like, oh fuck, but she heals him as whatever. And it's sad because she heals him. Yeah. Oh, right, because he's so close to death that she has to bond him to save his life because otherwise the healing will kill him. Yep. Very (laughs) Birgitta of of it all. Although I get maybe that makes it better because it's something that has had to happen in the books before. It makes it less cheesy and contrived. Mm -hmm. That's legit. That's legit. Um, But yeah, so he's bonded as her warder and he doesn't die. Tragic. Yeah. It's part of the book. (laughs) Yeah. And then, no. Because after that, they get married. Okay, and it's so fucking dumb because he's like... You want to? You want me to be? You want me to be your warder? You want me to be your husband? And she's like, I've always wanted that gal, and you were just too much of a douche to see it. <laughs> and they never, they never talk out any of their problems. They don't discuss the fact that he's been disrespecting her since she was made the Amarlin seat. Very. Propos- they just get fucking married. It's very proposing to solve your relationship issues or getting having a baby to solve your relationship oh issues. Oh my god, like, don't ever. Toxic bullshit. Like, yeah. yeah, it's real fucking bad and cringe and... Robert Jordan still can't write a romance. <laughs> yeah. No, Egwene should have remained single. Brandon Sanderson can't either. <laughs> Sorry, Stormlight fandom. How you feel? What about Andrew and Pevera? Okay, I think they're actually pretty fucking cute. Then you think Brandon Sanderson can write a romance? Yeah, just oh, not one. Because <laughs> Andrew was like all him. Not one with good characters. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I actually have written beside Andrew with Black Tower in general. Just yeah. Andrew is amazing. Brandon Sanderson character question mark? Yes. Yeah. He is brought up earlier in the books uh, when Loghain comes out of his house and he's talking to a whole bunch of Mm -hmm. Oshman. He's there. But, uh... 
That, that was the one where Harriet said, there's nothing really else for this guy, so do whatever you want. This can be yeah. your mm-hmm. ad lib, free yeah. reign, your part. So I try to have, I try to keep that plot line as a more general judge of Brandon Sanderson's writing. Because mm. whereas yeah. with the other one, he had hit specific plot points. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's true. No, no <laughs> Which spo- like, ugh. No spo, you're coming up on a time where I think you will come to agree with me that it does end up casting Brandis- Brandon Sanderson as a very cheesy writer. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, very, very particular scene. Yeah. Involving some very warm things. <laughs> Memory of light spoilers. Yeah, yeah. Shame's got it. Hopefully yep. you listening at home do too. Yep. That's the poll. Did you get what I meant? Lots of warm stuff. Entity. Where it shouldn't be. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, look, we talk a lot about the taint. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, me after eating too much Mexican food. But that was... Way, (laughs) way more, too much warm stuff near the taint. (laughs) But that was cleansed. (laughs) True. Allegedly. There's latent madness if they haven't been healed by Nene. That's true. I guess she hasn't really had time to be like, Hey, everyone in the yellow, Aja and beyond. This is the you for healing most, madness. You're I welcome. don't think most people would be able to do that. Oh, probably not. Just because she's so powerful. Okay. Yeah, yes, she is. You're right. Because mm-hmm. it like exhausted her to heal one Ashima of it. It yes, but I'm gonna argue that it's a little bit bullshit that no Aya Sedai had figured it out before. I agree. Because they have had thousands of years since the breaking, mm-hmm. and they're pretty much all of the functional Age of Legend ones were all phenomenal. How did right. they not figure it out right away, you know? Yeah. Like, really, really fucking really. The fa- I don't think the Aya Sedai tried. Mm-hmm. I think the Aya Sedai, for the most part, willfully chose we would rather exterminate male mm-hmm. channelers instead of try to help them. Yeah. Which is very in line with them fucking abandoning Luz Theron. Defund the Red Aja. Defund the Red Aja. Fucking mm-hmm. reform the hell out of the White Tower because it's broken as shit and always has been. <sighs> I hate Ice Sedai. I don't suppose. Fuck! <laughs> Motherfucker! Asshole. Thank you for joining us for this episode of the Weed of Time podcast. <laughs> And we hope you tune in again soon, as long as Nosmo doesn't have anything else to say about Egwene or Gowan. All right. Wait, wait, wait. I actually have one thing left. Yes. So check it. Fuck! Please let us know any of your thoughts on today's episode on Twitter or Discord at The Weed of Time. And check out our Patreon for cool bonuses like our ranting and raving episodes, where you can get the tea on Twitter beef. If you have a second to rate and review our podcast, we would greatly appreciate it. And until next time, remember that the weed weaves as the weed wills.
Situation stay. 